Okay. Where's mommy going tomorrow? To work. Yeah. And what's mommy going to do at work tomorrow? We're going to help people get by for Yeah, that's right. And when am I going to come home? Oh, after bath. After your bath. Okay. Are you going to help daddy with that shirt? Sure? Uh-huh. Okay. I love you. Bye. Give me a kiss. get to some big headlines of the day. The L.A. County Department of Public Health just released an update about the rising number of coronavirus cases. Take a listen. I'm really sad to report an additional nine deaths today. Uh, We have many more positive cases, and with more positive cases, uh, we continue to have more deaths, unfortunately, of people who are dying from COVID-19. This brings the total number of deaths in L.A. County to 21. It's March 26th, 5.30 in the morning. This is my Monday, and I will now be gone for the next few days working long 12-hour shifts at the hospital. I've actually been off for just over a week. About 10 days ago, I began to show symptoms um, of COVID and was tested a few days later. It took seven days to get the results which were negative, and so now I can go back to work. I'm the only one up right now. The kids are sleeping. It's dark. It's quiet. I put the kids down last night um, and said goodbye for the next few days because I won't see them when I get home. I get home too late. Along with being a nurse during this COVID crisis in the ICU, I've also become homeschool mom because of quarantine. I have set up homeschool table for my husband who's now taking over so that he can practice things with our four-year-old and then have activities for our 18-month-old. So I'm leaving behind a lot and I'm nervous about it, not knowing what I could potentially bring home uh, makes me a little bit uneasy. But This is what I'm ready to do. So I'm ready to start these next few days. Um, Let's do this. My name is Lindsay Burrell. I'm a 38-year-old intensive care nurse at Providence Little Company of Mary in Torrance, California. This is my diary. This is my story. Life before COVID on the floor was always busy. Um, life on the unit right now is even busier, but just in a different, a very different way. And even though I think the common misconception is that the intensive care is where people go to die and it's a sad, dreary place, we take pride in the fact that the best feeling is to get somebody out of the ICU and then see them go home. But what has drastically changed is the way that we are able to communicate with our patients and their families. And that is the biggest challenge we're running into right now because suddenly our patients are isolated in a room by themselves with a door shut. So do I feel like the workload has gotten worse? No, I mean, it is, it's pretty much the same, but the barrier of not being able to communicate like normal has really made it more difficult in a mental sense as well. 
So I have two kids, a four-year-old and an 18-month-old. We live, you know, like a mile from the beach. So probably like five out of the seven days, we're going down to the beach. We let the kids run. The last photo I have on my phone from before the world changed is dated March 15th. And my family and I are at the beach. The photo is of my two sons, Grayson and Asher, looking out at the ocean, watching my husband, Sean, surf. And though March 15th was not the date that the entire world had changed, but for us, it was two days before our whole world changed. Just two days later on March 17th, we were placed on a mandatory lockdown. From that point forward, our days and our nights of going to the beach were very limited. These are the places that my family and I would go to. They were special to us. And just two days later, things had all changed. We have 2,100 positives in the state of California, 2,102, which was 17.5% higher than the previous day. Again, that's a 10 a.m. number. Those numbers change in real time. So I'm just getting to work. And instead of going in through the back entrance, which is what we usually do, uh, we now go through the front entrance and every person who is entering this hospital is now screened for COVID. So let's get screened. Good morning. Good morning. Do you have of bread? No. Onset of call for the past two, three days? Nope. Go ahead and check your temperature. Okay. 97 degrees. I'm going to put this around your butt. Thank you. Got the pass to go. Let's do this. So any given day or a normal day, you walk through the halls of the ICU and there are family members inside strolling in one by one to provide comfort to the patients that we care for. I personally love that. But now as I walk the halls of the ICU, it's empty and there's this eerie feeling of silence that brings me and many people the sense of anxiety and fear of what's to come. I'm not used to this amount of death and it, it wears you down. We do have supplies and equipment now, but obviously with the surge of patients coming, we may run out. To be honest, I'm I'm terrified for my life. I have nurses that call me on a daily basis to tell me that they're scared, to tell me they don't know what to do. We didn't sign up for this. It's March 27th, 5.15 in the morning, and... I don't think I slept for more than a couple hours last night. I tossed and turned and thought about my day yesterday. Eight years ago, I took on an oath to care for patients and put them first for 12 hours a day, three times a week, and then at any time, you know, in public when I was needed. 
knowing that there was always a possibility of moments like this. But it wasn't until I became a mother did that challenge become even bigger. And last night I thought a lot about that, of what I'm risking every day. Coming home, even though I'm taking my clothes off and, you know, wearing masks and being being careful. But there's always a risk that I could bring this home to my kids or my husband or my parents. And so it becomes real. This has taken a toll on my body unlike ever before. I would say I have been sick more in the past 30 days than I have been well, and that is very much unlike unlike me. And I realize that the mental anxiety that has been running through my veins for weeks on end since we've been talking about this is physically making me sick. Um, and though I have tested, so they, they had to test me again for COVID, I was negative again. Even my primary care physician said, I'm not buying it. I, I think it's a false negative. You are textbook symptoms, respiratory distress, um, cough, fever, body aches, headaches, all of it. I checkboxed all of them. I don't know what it was, um, but today I'm feeling much better um, since I started antibiotic and things are looking up. I used to joke that you can only get PTSD if you have feelings. Um, even the most hardened practitioner, you know, everybody cries at work. It's just, um, it's part of it now. People die alone now, and that's unusual. I had a 35-year-old patient die, you know, on me the other day with nothing significant as a medical history. This is a horrible, horrible disease. About a week ago, I had reached the breaking point um, with anxiety. And I don't feel like people talk about it enough. You know, we literally feel like as nurses and other healthcare providers that we are in like a battle zone and you just hope for the best. You hope that you come out unscathed, but there's no promise of that. We are seeing things and doing things that we never imagined. We would all love to say that we're resilient, but we are human beings and we have emotions and we have anxiety and it takes a toll on us. And it finally took a toll on me last week where I had reached out to a psychiatrist and said, I need help because I won't be able to get through these few weeks if I am not strong enough. Tonight, the coronavirus in the U.S., this sobering headline late today. The U.S. now has the most confirmed cases of coronavirus in the world. The death toll in the U.S. now topping 1,000, this country's deadliest 24 hours yet. When you see headlines like yesterday that the United States now leads the number of cases, um, COVID cases in the world, it it hits home. Every patient that is rolled into our ICU and then emergently intubated, it hits you in the soul. So I'm just getting to my car now after a long, almost 14-hour day. And I'm exhausted. I'm feeling all the emotions. You know, I'm anxious. I'm sad. But... The one positive thing that can come from this day is that I'm proud. I'm proud to be a part of a team. I'm proud to have my nurses as 
my second family that we rally around each other in these times. So I'm gonna go home to my kids who I miss tremendously. I can't wait to see them. Um, I know that they're gonna stand there and stare at me because they know that they can't touch me until I am changed my clothes and showered. But I get to go home to my whole life, my kids and my husband. Makes everything worth it. The best moment is when I get home to see these little monkeys. Hi, buddy. How's your day? Yeah. I missed you. That is awesome. I missed you. Okay, but I can't get close to you. Let me go change, okay? I missed you boys so much. I love you. Okay, I'll be right back. So from here, by far the best part of my day. Coming home to two little ones that love me unconditionally and give me life. And most importantly, give me hope. I will take off all of my scrubs. My hair is already up. Um, my shoes, I will sanitize um, before I actually walk in the house. And everything will go into the laundry to be sanitized and put in the dryer as usual. And then the hard part is that I can't touch my kids or hug them or kiss them until then I'm in the shower, um, scrub myself down with chlorhexidine, um, and then I get to see them and hold them. And after two long days, I get to put, to, put them down for bed, cuddle them, and love life. I am extremely thankful for these moments because these are the moments that especially during these times can be taken from us so quickly. So I've learned to just never take these moments for granted, ever. COVID or no COVID, um, I cherish these moments. As hard as days like today were. Another day down. Now with COVID, things are so different. I mean, we are stir crazy to the max. Just having to be stuck inside and having my four-year-old not be able to go to preschool, I've turned into a homeschool mom. And I never in a million years would have signed up for that program if I was given the opportunity to. A big air reverse is a difficult trick. Unless you're a lemur who's little and quick. What's that letter? So of course that I went on Amazon and ordered every single book I could possibly think of that could help me get through this homeschooling craziness. Oh, very good. Of course, everything was backordered because the rest of the nation's mom decided to do the exact same thing. So here I was on Pinterest trying to find creative ways to teach my child how to learn, you know, how to trace the alphabet and I mean, you name it, volcanoes. I've had, I've made 10 volcanoes. I mean, I myself can pat myself on the shoulder. I have made 10 volcanoes with all different colors for my son. 
Um, we have to find the humor in it. I mean, it's going okay, and my son's doing great, and we're doing Zoom calls with his preschool, which does help, and they do story time and carpet time together. So that has helped, and you know, anything to keep the TV off. That's all I want to do. We begin with the very latest numbers on the coronavirus emergency. In L.A. County, 7,530 people have tested positive for COVID-19. Riverside County and Orange County both have 1,016 cases. Orange County updated its... It is April 9th, and we are a few weeks into the COVID crisis, and I will say that we are cautiously optimistic. The total number of individuals in the ICU, that number of 1,132 represents a drop of 1.9%. We have had multiple extubations, which means people who had breathing tubes in as a result of respiratory failure are now having the tubes removed um, and are being sent over to our step-down unit and then are going home. And just today, we said good luck, goodbye and, and I guess just farewell for now to one of our patients in the intensive care who was COVID positive, um, who was younger. He was in the hospital um, for just about a week and a half and we said goodbye to him today. And that is a sign of hope that we needed. It's exactly what we needed.